I'm loving the plant in the background. Is that new? Uh, it is a little bit. Uh, I think it might have been there last week. But, um, but yeah, it is within the month, definitely. Love it. Nice. It makes it a bit more professional. I, I, have, I have a, a smaller version of one of those in, in, the, uh, in the kitchen. I, I'd love it to get that giant. I don't, I don't think they're the same plant, technically. <laughs> I love this bad boy. Wow, that's... <laughs> oh, mate, you, you see my terrarium. The fern is just, like, straight up out of the top, like a good double the size of the terrarium. <laughs> Damn. It's just, like, yeah, no, shot we, out. We have so many plants in this house. We've actually... Yeah. When, when he started giving them away, we uh, <laughs> we went for a walk. Um, we just happened to be... I happened to be walking the plant because it, it's an indoor plant and it needed some fresh air. Happened to go past their house and just left it there. Um. Just walk, walk in the plants. Oh, yeah, because you know. it's, a, it's an indoor plant. It's not fair on plants, right, to spend their entire lives indoor. That's so, it's it's inhumane. So it's good to take it for a bit of a walk every now and then. I mean, I don't think they're sentient, but sure. <laughs> Oi, don't say that too loud. They'll get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them plants. People <laughs> talk about the uh, robot uprising and, the, and our robot overlords, but I reckon the plants, they're yeah. going to get us. I got that fucking hive mind shit, like in um, Avatar. Mm. What is it? I, I for one, uh, embrace our new ant overlords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Heroes Tavern, where we drink beer and talk about video games. As always, I am Callum, and I'm joined here by Josh. Hello. Also joined by Nick. Hello. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, right. Oh, we're starting to... um. Starting to see the light at the end of a very long tunnel, I think. Mm. As far yeah, as yeah, no. Was it this this Sunday we go down to step two or whatever the yeah. fuck it's called? Step yeah. step two, which is stage very, three. <laughs> yeah, it, well, not even it's it's still essentially stage four, but there's some minor easements. The big I would easements. say they're pretty major. We're allowed to go out for any reason, Josh. No, I can just no. go. No, what? that's no, not that's, till that's end of October. Two. No, surely that's the one that we've got in Geelong currently. No, Are we not going to what Geelong in has? The, they're in the they're in the next step. They're in step three. I don't like this. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very of, deeply saddened by the, what's just happened. The big things <laughs> happening this Sunday: uh, five people from two houses can meet up for a walk, still within the five k radius. Religious gatherings can happen. Oh, fuck that! For up to five people plus a religious leader, but not ceremonies. Within the five k radius, everything else um, is basically still the same. I think there's some childcare easements. I've got, my religion, my religion's the beers, guys. So if you want to come around, and get on the beers outside. It's still outside. outside. We also need to find somewhere that's five k's from all of us, well, which I don't think is going to work. Kel and I probably have a potential, maybe. We're a, no, we're about fifteen. As, we're about fifteen uh, kilometers apart. I've Luke already and I are that. fine. Lukey and I are fine. Nick, you've got no fucking hope. <laughs> it's not till right. the next just... step that there's some better easements. Which... Yeah, we we. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I, I'm <laughs> genuinely thinking about down. starting starting the beer religion now, <laughs> so I can go and and preach in in the uh, in the park down the road. <laughs> I'm just pissed that my fucking holiday was perfectly while we we're on stage four restrictions. It started at the start of stage four, and it's pretty much I have to go back to work on the day after the restrictions are slightly lifted. Are oh, you back at work next week? Yeah, on Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So probably the worst holiday you could possibly have. 
Mm. Yeah. It's not great. Pretty bad. Meanwhile, if if restrictions allow, Rach and I are planning on going camping with some of Rach's family over New Year's. So um, we just received our... We bought a big old whoa, tent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Josh, you're not coming with the boys for New Year's? Nah. This nah. is fucking ridiculous. Was he at uh, New Year's last year? Yeah. He was actually pretty good last year, New Year's. And the year before. So I've done uh, the last two with you two. Nah. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> New Year's with the boys, Josh. Rach was there as well at, at like yeah. 35 weeks pregnant or some shit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, that's why I was like, oh, good on them for still rocking around. Yeah. <laughs> Party on. Exactly. Stayed till mid- midnight, not long after then we left. But yeah, we plan on going camping with Rach's family this year. So bought a big old tent that arrived the other day. It had rained, so we couldn't set it up outside as a, as a test. So we had to set it up in our lounge room. So that was fun. <laughs> Where's oh, the have nice. to in this? Like, why well, did we, you have we, to set it up in your lounge room? Well, we, well, we wanted to set it up to A, make sure that it ah, wasn't broken. to set it up. And wanted, B, yeah. to make sure that we knew what we were doing when it came to I mean, actually camping. You, you could have waited till today, a day later, yeah, when it exactly. was nice yeah. and not raining. It's yeah. very much a, but we were I need excited. to open this and set it we up. We wanted to play exactly. with our new toy. That's fine. You have you, Then you say that. Just admit of, it. We yeah. had to. Had to set it up in the living room. Couldn't do it any other way. There was no no other option. Our hands were tied. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I, I blame my my neighbours. We've been looking a lot at realestate.com again in the past like day or so. Because your neighbours? Yeah, because we, we had a big conversation <laughs> with our neighbours about you know how long we're staying here and like where we're going to move to next and where they're going to move to and all that sort of stuff. So now I was just being like ah, fucking looking at shit online again. It's like there's not much out there at least, so I can't get too tempted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a pretty awkward time for everything at the moment. Mm. If you have the money, though, now is a good time to buy. Like, I don't have the money now. No, no, of Josh. course not. But like, pl- Especially ha- not when the, the houses we're looking at are like 1.1 million. <laughs> a, like, house, well, a house sold around so much the corner nicer. <laughs> from us um, a few months back, and it was really good. It was like four bedroom with a, a living room and a rumpus room and a study, plus like a separate studio out the back so that would be this room for me and it was like went for like 7 30 or some shit like really good um i see no possibility I'm, yeah i'm basically just looking at between mentone and temples temple store temple no. store no not temple store um mentone and fucking it starts with an a what is it called no mentone mentone's down near the beach josh ah uh, i don't aspendale know. Mentone and Aspendale. So it's basically like below Oddy. Right. Right. So, you know, as, as you get further away from Oddy, it gets cheaper, but still on the yeah. coast. <laughs> I'd like to Sounds think like that's because of as far away Sprawl, as but I like it. I'd like to think it's because people like people want to live near Oddy, so it's cheaper further away from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's basically the the closer you are, so it's St Kilda, expensive, Elwood, a little bit cheaper, mm. Brighton, really expensive. Hampton, Sandringham, Blackrock, Mentone, Mordialic, Aspen, EFL. Yeah. And then you get to like Chelsea and it's like, oh, I could just buy a house in Chelsea now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway. then eventually you get to Franger and you're like, ooh, this isn't Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> it's like, we'll give you money to take a house in Franger. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, uh, shall we, we should stop, talk about to- the yeah, stop talking about Melbourne real estate? I agree. Okay. Um, first up this week, um, let's go straight into the big news story of the week. Uh, this broke Monday morning our time. 
Um, Microsoft has entered into an agreement to acquire Zenimax Media, the parent company of Bethesda. Um, so this is sort of huge as far as... Mate, this is, this is massive. Is. Yeah. Is. I'm just thinking, I didn't realize it was Zenimax. I'm trying to look at what else do they own other than... Basically, every, every company that, like, when they talk about their games at the Bethesda E3 conferences... That it's a set, so the Bethesda E3 conference is basically a Zenimax E3 conference. Um, so it's your yeah, id softwares, it's um, the company that makes um, I, I thought they, they were all Tokyo technically shit. under Bethesda and Bethesda's under Zenimax, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I'm what's just... adjacent to Bethesda? That's basically what Callum's asking. Well, nothing's yes. so... adjacent to Bethesda, or is it just I literally think... shell companies? <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. To be honest, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's fine. Uh, um, we'll just go with Bethesda for now. Um, Trump's yeah. brother was on Great the board news. of Zenimax, apparently. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm assuming that's the one who was it. He died not that long ago in New York in hospital, and they won't tell Probably. us why. So I'm assuming it was COVID, but they won't confirm that. Robert um, Trump. Um, anyway, so yeah, this this is this is point is this big. is massive. Yeah, so it basically means that. I wouldn't be surprised if all of your Bethesda titles, so your Fallouts, your, your Elder Scrolls, potentially even your Dooms and your Wolfensteins, suddenly you may not be able to get them on PlayStation anymore. Yeah, no, that's it. It, it, it. There is potential if they were to go Windows exclusive. I'm not going to Xbox exclusive because no, anything no. on Xbox is on Windows. They're not, yeah, they're not doing Xbox. And I'm pretty well, sure Xbox just runs on Windows 10 anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the Xbox ecosystem which is the Xbox app for PC and the Xbox yeah. consoles. Um, and maybe um, maybe they'll keep throwing your your bones of Wolfenstein and Doom to the Switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because possibly. there's a nice... seems to be a decent partnership between Microsoft and Nintendo. But um, you, they are going to be honouring uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire. Yeah, yeah the Ghostwire on Tokyo. PlayStation. Yeah, so those were announced um, as, I think, at least timed exclusives on PlayStation. Um, so well, they'll, they'll be at least timed now. Yeah. But there's no way that they couldn't honour this without it be turning into a shit show. Yeah, there was mm. probably some form of big contracts that were signed. Apparently, mm. in the days leading up to the um, to the announcement of the acquisition. Uh, PlayStation was in talks to try and um, get a timed exclusive for what's it the um, Star Scape? Oh, the space space, space uh, Skyrim, space Skyrim, space Fallout, whatever the the yeah. new IP that they're working on. They were trying to do a timed exclusive. Is it for Sky that. Bound? Starbound? Uh, no, not Star. No, no Starbound's a different. Yeah, game. and it's not it's not Starlink because that's the Ubisoft thing. Um, I can't remember what the fucking IP is called. We've seen generic name, very yeah. forgettable. We've seen fucking fuck all of it apart from like Starfield. 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 Yes. Um, they straight up, they're just going through a dictionary looking at words that they can put after star at this yeah. stage. Mm. Like, no, nah, it's taken, it's taken, it's field. Yeah. No, star Origins no. Infinite. <laughs> Interestingly, it's still listed Legion. as PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Microsoft Windows. Yeah. Well, I doubt they would have. Um, Doubt they would have done. I reckon honestly that yeah. most of them won't be exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I reckon most of the titles that are in production now won't be. Yeah, but it will be. I, 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 I reckon either we'll get new titles or spin-offs from the IPs that we know, and they will be, or we yeah. might suddenly stop seeing Elder Scrolls and Fallout games and some new IPs 
which are designed to be Microsoft new IPs. Think of like when they acquired shit like Rare. When was the last time Rare worked on an existing one of an existing IP rather than creating something new? Yeah, but but that was that's not a popular decision. People want like a fucking oh, yeah, Andrew Kazooie yeah, game. A hundred. They're just not getting it. Yeah, a hundred. A hundred percent. It's probably for the best. Mm. Well, then again, they did already sort of kick that franchise in the balls. But um, yeah. But still, a lot of those franchises have good legacy. No, then again, Perfect Dark Zero kind of sucked. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and I think <laughs> I saw either rumors or confirmation of Doom Eternal coming to Game Pass. Which that's the new Doom that came out yeah, nice. that long ago. Yeah, um, no, that, that'd be for sure because that that game got all uh, enough of its sales. Uh, yeah, anyone who hasn't bought that is waiting for it to go very heavily on discount. So Mazel Third yeah. Game Pass. But like, yeah. if this is the case and everyone's like, "Oh, Xbox hasn't got exclusives. Why are you buying an Xbox for?" Boom! Here's our announcement of we've acquired Bethesda a day before the pre-orders for the next Xbox comes out. Like. Mm. I think the the timing there might have been a little bit uh, a little bit planned, <laughs> but even then, that's sort of they're not even saying there's exclusive. It's like no. there's the possibility of exclusive. All we're saying is we, which, we've, they've acquired a new studio. Yeah, they've, they've acquired like five studios, five six studios in this hundred percent. But yeah. they haven't announced any exclusives. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not, too early. So time. It, the, the acquisition it, won't it hasn't, be complete until no. But no, I'm not even talking about this. Year. I'm talking about all the other studios they've already like they purchased like. Last year and the year before at E three and announced, we haven't had exclusives true. from any of those either. True, mm. this is true. Um, yeah, but Although if yeah. if anything, it's the opposite, right? Because it's quite clear that Xbox aren't pushing too heavily on exclusives, particularly with what they're fucking just everything's on PC now. I, I still it's, think of that as exclusive. It's, it's, By exclusive, what? I'm thinking not PlayStation. Yeah, but, okay, okay, so, so, but when we're talking about console exclusive, though, I guess like they won't yeah, do any console. Right. You don't. You don't need a console exclusive for that. You don't need a Xbox for console exclusive games because they only are on PlayStation. You can play them on PC, assuming you have the technology. Yada 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 yada. And there, there will be exclusives as well, Josh. But I realize, I reckon that this is less of a now you can get exclusives on Xbox. It's more that. You, these won't be PS exclusives for sure. Mm. If if anything, that's the one thing this is going to guarantee is then these all of the games that Zenimax makes will not be PlayStation exclusives guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't no. think there's ever been. I don't know of any games. Well, uh, Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo. But were they going to be exclusive <laughs> or timed exclusive? I think they. I don't know exactly, but I think still they were always going to be timed exclusive. But e- um, either yeah. way, it, it's it's still it's them. It's just saying it, the, the fact that they've dropped this right before the Xbox pre-orders is very much we're still in the game, guys. Yeah, D- don't let and we're still in the game for seven and a half billion dollars, which is how much they paid yeah. for this. Which is that is that is overpaying. It is like, it is an astronomical no amount, an astronomical amount of money. Um, so we, we were talking about this in the group chat. Yeah, Disney paid about the same amount for. Both Marvel and Star Wars. Yes, and you're not just talking like the movie rights or that sort of stuff. We're talking the, the whole companies. Yeah, that includes comic books, games, movies, TV shows, everything, and they paid the same amount of money. Yes. Now there are a few things that obviously it doesn't equate, and this is still a fuck ton amount of money. But mm. Disney bought Marvel in 2009. How much did they pay then? And if you equate that into today's dollars, how much is it now? What if they not actually? Just that, yeah. well, well, how the, much bigger? The dollar hasn't inflated did, that much in four years, Josh. It's but roughly how much bigger did they make them? Two thousand nine. Look at how much they've exploded since then. 
Yeah. They, like, didn't, they didn't purchase it in 2009, They Josh. bought Marvel in 2009. Disney bought Marvel in 2009. I googled I it earlier when we were having this argument. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously Marvel's big. It was $7.5 million big. But, like... Marvel has exploded hugely since Disney took them over. Yeah, they've of course. pushed the yeah. shit out of them. Yeah, like it's worth well a lot now. What I think is silly is that we are trying to say that a giant multi-billion-dollar corporation bought another giant multi-billion-dollar corporation for too much money when we have no idea yeah. how things go behind 100%. the scenes. We can, they, we they can would look have at business analysts there going Absolutely. projections and how much shit is actually worth and exactly. Microsoft might think that they underpaid. Like yeah, it's like <laughs> we, 10.5 billion. What a steal. <laughs> if if I if they said, "Hey, is this too much money?" I'd people probably be like, "Yeah, it is." And they're like, "Oh, we've decided it's not." And I'm like, "Well, I absolutely trust in you because I I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I'm not going to buy anything for 7.5 million dollars." Like they would have done their fucking research. Yeah. We, I, we... And I wonder if that price came down after all the negative reception around Fallout 76. Maybe. Mm. I reckon... I don't know. Don't forget, Fallout 76 came out quite a while ago. True. Like, but then it's... all the negative press that's been around it since with all the subsequent updates. But you look at negative press, but you don't put that next to profits. True, like, yeah. They probably yeah, made We don't, we don't know the dollar figures that were on, and on behind those people things. are loyal enough to that brand that when they release... Mm. Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls Six that we don't have a name for, which comes out Fucking... after Starfield. Did we? It say does it come out after Starfield. Yeah, <laughs> but like you'll have Starfield, you'll have a Fallout Five, you'll have a mm. Elder Scrolls Six, and a, all those games won't suffer from Fallout Seventy Six. No, they won't. Yeah, and Elder Scrolls Six is going to be fucking game changing. Like. You look at the popularity of the old school games. Yeah, they've, have, they've have only gone grown. Through. Mm. They've like they've grown, title. but not just like they've grown massively. Mm. Like, do you remember when Mor- like Morrowind was fucking that, that? That was like genre changing. Oblivion, right? Blew mm. everyone away. Skyrim, people are still buying that yeah. today, and that came out like fucking forty years ago. Do you, do you remember when Skyrim first came out and yep. fucking people went mental? Like mm-hmm. everyone was playing it was that Skyrim. Long ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh no, I do, I do remember. Yeah, like, yeah, people, people you didn't expect were playing Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, my, I know, my sister still plays it. She still loads it up, throws on fucking forty mods. Yeah. She'll, she'll, she'll just put on mods until the game crashes, and then take one out and then play. <laughs> tell her, tell her to jump on Skyrim VR. She's got the Rift S. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does now. Actually, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, it's something she'll have to try out. But um, but yeah, that's like, and that's just this is a. How, when did Skyrim come out? Twenty eleven. Like First year. So almost ten years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, oh fucking hell, it. it's it's gonna be fucking <laughs> That's ten years. Oh man, yeah, you, my ten year like <laughs> reunion for high school would have been this year if it wasn't you know a global pandemic. Yeah, same. Oh, that, <laughs> I was, I was sorry, looking forward to it and everything. Mech in the chat makes a very good point. This might be uh, their chance to do a sequel to Fallout New Vegas because Microsoft already owned Obsidian. Yes. Who people have been talking about Vegas. this a lot. So that is before a it just very doesn't happen and people get hyped. Yeah, uh, I think it will happen. It get, yeah, it's straight There's up. To, yeah, so much money in it. Yeah, There's, mm. New Vegas is big. <laughs> they they right. they retcon the outer worlds to actually be part of the Fallout universe or some shit. <laughs> no, don't do no. that. <laughs> Can we just bin outer that. worlds? No, I'm not happy with that game at all. <laughs> Should but, we move on? We've uh, spent yeah, a little bit on yeah. this one. Alrighty. Um, with this news about Microsoft, there was some uh, news that came out about the PS 
5, and that is that it won't natively support PS1, 2, or 3 uh, games via backwards compatibility. I don't get uh, why this is big news. Like people, people made a deal about this, and I'm like, I was never expecting it to. Yeah, like, I don't think I, but this is it's anything that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Xbox have said they will do it. That's yeah. the thing. Xbox, they're not running it natively, technically, are they? They're, they're basically downloading a wrapper for a fucking emulator. Well, yeah, but it, it, as far as... It's just you, you, you put a disc so in, you, you don't have to touch and anything. It yeah. yeah, exactly. That's as native as, as, as that, it really It's not all games yeah. either. It's, it's selected games. It's, it's developer games. opt-in. There's nothing they have to do. They just need to tick a box on whatever developer portal no. they've got saying, yeah, make yeah. it work on our game. Um, it's also the fact that they've been doing it for years on the current generation that you would think that PlayStation might tweak to that and bring it in on their next one. It's just, it, it's a bit of a sore point if you've got your old PS1, 2, and is 3 Is it a games. sore point, though? I think it is. The fact that really? I can I can get the a, a copy of Halo Combat Evolved for the original Xbox and pop it in my brand new console next year, and it will just work. But if I wanted to grab fucking Ratchet and Clank 1 on PS2, I'd need to somehow source a PS2 console. Like... Yeah, okay, but also you're going you're gonna to go... You've got your, fo- your oh, nice, brilliant I, I 4K pers- TV, you're going to put it in, gonna, Combat yeah. Evolve, and it's going to go, well, that looks like fucking shit, I'm going to play something else. Well, that, yeah. like, that's, that's pretty yeah. small-minded, yeah. Cal. Like, perso- you can't say I, that pe- nobody will it. ever want to play old yeah. games ever again. I'm not going back to those old <laughs> games, but there are tons of people out there who do like to go back to old games and play them in the way that they were initially made. Like, yeah. Didn't, yeah. You, it, just, didn't yeah. you just buy Super Mario 64 again for 60 bucks? and it still looks like shit? It does still look like shit. And it's sixty bucks, and you had to buy it again because there's no backwards compatibility for the Nintendo Switch. But I don't, I don't own a fucking sixty. You can't put your sixty-four cartridge into your Switch. And have I don't, it I don't, I don't own a sixty-four <laughs> or anything like that. So if I was going to, I, I would either yeah buy it in this format as already remastered and put out, not remastered, it's being ported and put out somewhere, or I'd have to go through the effort of sourcing something and bring bring it down anyway. But wouldn't it be nice like if that, you didn't that, have that, to? That doesn't work. Like that, Why not? <laughs> Because it, it's from America and it blew a fuse. Oh, that, by the way, just, just for people you know listening to the podcast, Callum pointed <laughs> to his Nintendo sixty four on a shelf. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's a wall decoration. It doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a Nintendo like, sixty four shaped if, hunk. Of if plastic PlayStation, I didn't yeah. realize PS four has that been able to play like PS one no. and two games and shit. No. No. Oh, okay. So PlayStation PS- never PS3 done. Yeah. couldn't do it because they had a radically different architecture. The, ar- the only one that could was the PlayStation One games ran on a PlayStation Two, and, and that's la- because they were essentially identical things. Uh, the PS3 at launch could because they included extra hardware. They later changed the hardware and removed the laser and, and whatnot internally yeah, right. for the PS3 to play backwards. I mean, the, pl- the the launch PlayStation 3 also cost like $1,000. It is true. It, it did. did. It was a fucking it, in, in 2008 money, Josh. And, yeah. That, you know, we've yeah, already yeah. gone through, apparently, that's, that's different. That is. It is. It is very different. Um, I'm, yeah. And I can't, I, it probably would have been very hard for them to do it because those consoles are older and the architecture is cooked where Xbox, you know, Microsoft, they are essentially being a Windows platform and running on DirectX mm. and shit. Like, it's easier to emulate those games where PlayStation have their own, um, have their either own architecture. Way, yeah. Either way. So, PlayStation haven't done it before, so it's not the biggest news in the world, mm. but it's fair enough that it's news because Xbox has, been, has said that they're going to do it. And they've so. been praised in the That's current it. generation for doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Like they've like it was about mid gen mid, mid through this generation that they started doing their mm. backwards compatibility. Have they been praised? Like yes. all I remember, literally the only thing I remember from this whole thing is the ads with Martin Starr where he's talking about how you can do it. Essentially, that was it. Yeah, no, they like, they, they, they have been. They received a lot of praise for it. The fact that you could before Red Dead Redemption Two came out, go and pick up a twelve dollar copy of Red Dead Redemption One for the three sixty and pop it in and play that, like. Mm. Mm. Then that's a, that's a big thing. But just being able to go back and play the play the uh, for for series that go multi generational series, mm. that's kind of handy. Mm. Anyway, I'm moving yeah. us on. Yeah, move on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, next up, a game that neither um, none of us have played, but has been real big of late, <laughs> is Among Us. Um, this is a, a game that's been real big on Steam. It's real cheap. Like I think this game was so old. It is old. So it's like, old. It's yeah. two thousand like, what eighteen. Yeah. It's not a new game. Um, it's just blowing up at the moment because of the uh, global. But it's not even situation. because of COVID. Like it's only in Melbourne where that's an issue. Realistically, globally, <laughs> everyone else is just doing whatever, and it's blown up globally. Yeah. Um, but it has reached a, a new peak play account of 388,000 players, um, which Jesus. put it in front of PUBG, um, making it number th- the number three game on Steam. Um, and this is making news because this game was only made by three people and it's two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw extra news. Wait, is that, that PUBG at, like, at its peak? or PUBG currently. PUBG now. Oh. Yeah, current. PUBG. Is, that, current. is that still current. doing well? Or? Yeah, just no. not here. Oh, not as good as it was. Yeah. But. yeah. Um, I also saw news about Among Us that they have scrapped the I- the ideas for Among Us Two. They were going to make a sequel. They are now just mm. going to bring um, all the features and updates and whatnot they're planning to put in Among Us Two. They're just going to patch into Among Us One. That's a safe bet. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> they've yeah. already got. They've got everyone on, on Among Us One. They're yeah. like, all right, we either got to pump out a new game and have people buy it, or not risk that and just give everyone stuff for free and keep them playing. Yeah. yeah. And if, and I, I mean, guess, I mean, this yeah. would be the time that you would go and go, fucking let's put out number two. People are yeah, fucking but then, frothing it. But then you could crash your like yeah. popularity. So what they've you know, got, so the game's it's a cheap. Risk. It's $7.50 mm-hmm. Australian on Steam. And then they've got a bunch of like cosmetics that you can buy. There's hats yeah. and skins and uh, shit. Like, <laughs> See, that, that's very, that's, yeah, total. If they've, if they've got, I didn't realize that in-game cosmetics. Yeah, I didn't realize that. If that's the case, then yeah, just... Play it safe. There's like mm. pets as well. I think you can have like, you know, dogs and cats and shit follow you around. Like, I don't think they right do enough. anything. I personally haven't played the game. Um, None of us have, so yeah. we shouldn't dwell uh, on it too much. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it's start yeah. sounding stupid. Yeah. Um, all right. And last up this week, a listener submitted news story. If you have news to submit to us and have us talk about on the show with our great, great knowledge, um, jump onto our Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash heroes productions. Um, that gets you into our Discord where you can send news stories through to us to read out on the air. Um, this week's news story is all about No Man's Sky because it is getting its big version 3 update called No Man's Sky Origin. Um, this is supposedly going to be basically doubling the variety in the game, adding new planets and planet types and flora and fauna um, and just a whole bunch of extra just shit into the algorithm to vary up That's, the planets. It is absolutely what they needed. Yeah. Like, from the last time I played No Man's Sky, I was pretty impressed with it, pretty happy with where it's gone. Mm. Um, but the one... I reckon this... It's addressing the one biggest concern I had with it, which was a lack of variety. Like, they have a lot of different 
types of planets, a lot of different types of creatures, but within those types, it gets very same very quick. Yep. Like the the unique planets, I always thought were the coolest, where they had some really weird effect going on. Like uh, there's some planets where literally everything is a sphere, or there's the, the, the entire planet's covered in he- hexagons. Everything's a hexagon. The, t- the the ground is just hexagon tiles, and the creatures are just they they make the he- the tiles like go up and down. They just sort of like float around the birds are just floating fucking hexagons the rocks are big hexagon it was it's it's an interesting planet yeah. but then it's the same ones every time there's only a handful of them and every time you find a unique planet you're like oh what's this one gonna be oh that one again yeah okay and and the creatures like you'll find different types of creatures and like you'll find these like these little foot things they're just a foot that hops around you're like huh cool and then you see three different variations, and that's all the variations of them. That's it. You just start yeah, right. seeing them, and when you start seeing them over and over again, the game all of a sudden goes from being a you know a big, alive, interesting universe to oh, this is a cut and paste planet. It's it's pretty much the same as the one I was on yeah, before, except it's slightly different color now or something. Mm. Yeah. So it's it, this is exactly what the game needed. Yeah, which is good to see. Um, um, they're, they're updating the weather systems as well. Currently, if you're on a planet and a severe storm hits, it affects the whole planet at once. The only way to really escape it is to find shelter or fuck off from the planet. But they will be doing more localized um, storms. Good. That's good now. because you know, fucking, it storms in like one suburb and not the other. <laughs> yeah. like the whole yeah. planet is a fucking storm. Yeah, that's so, it. And gameplay wise, it gives you an option because like some mm. some storms on a planet are just you can't survive longer than fifteen seconds outside your ship. Yeah. So now you have the option of just fucking getting your ship flying to the other side of the planet where it's not stormy. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. Um, and there'll be like shit like meteor showers and stuff where you know you can try and fight out, you can try and survive around the meteor showers. You might get some good resource and shit out of the the meteor rocks that that are landing or you can just leg it and not not risk that shit um yeah so this this updates out now like it's it's out on all oh, is it yeah, really? out. yeah. On, on all the on you know all the platforms for um well, no Sky. Sure the other updated. thing to, um, to mention with that extra variety that they're bringing into the plants and animals and shit they said it won't be affi- affecting existing planets in games and um, they've done that so it doesn't like fuck over your base yeah, because so they're grandfathering it or whatever they call it yeah so it'll just be like if you're playing the game and and the game needs to generate a new planet for you it will be adding this into the algorithm but um it may also be adding in planets into existing systems so oh that'd be nice yeah so i wonder if there's a way to tell if it's a new planet or an old planet because like you'll mm. be flying around you'll, you'll fly into other people's systems where someone else has already explored then again you do know because it'll say you're the first person to be in the system or this system was first discovered by blah yeah yeah so uh, from here on out if, if you're the first to, to discover it it's a new planet um yeah so there you go um that's uh that's that Shall we crack on to what we've been playing? And um, yeah, right. I think we should stick should in we space. Should talk more about uh, some more planets? Yeah, more planets, more space shit. It sort of space. it sort of goes on forever, don't you think, Nick? Mm. Endless Space 2 is the game I'm, I'm going to talk about. Oh, I was going to try and jump in real quick and make a joke about playing Mass Effect nope. or something. <laughs> no, we're just going straight there. All right. Straight there, because I hate, I hate dancing around that. You know I okay. hate that. I was going to dance around. I was just going to make a joke. I leaned into right. it. I leaned into it. Gave you the soft so, handle. <laughs> I watched a Seth video. So he's my fucking he's my favorite YouTuber ever. Um, he's what he's the guy who got me on to Kenshi. Um, 
Tenchi uh, was the. Uh, there we go. That was the game. That was the game I was trying to. I thought you meant when we were talking about like Outerlands Two or something. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, that's what I'm right, like. Yeah. Is that that game with the fucked game? Yeah, no, Kenshi. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. uh, Kenshi. By the way, Kenshi's on sale on Green Man Gaming at the moment, and I haven't seen it on sale before. So, but you also Just didn't recommend up. buying it from me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <did> well, <laughs> I mean, recommending buying something at full price and recommending buying something on sale is pretty different. Fair it's, enough. You know. Anyway, I wasn't reckon. I was just telling it was on sale. That's all. It's like go. I wouldn't um, recommend Marvel at full price, but on sale, might as well. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, so if you're looking up the YouTube, it's like Seth T snatched. It's so fucking hard to spell. I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. Anyway, so he did a review on Endless Space Two. Um, it was a good review because it's one of the games that he's been playing on and off for years. Uh, he sold it to me, and now I'm going to talk about it. So you've already basically sold it to our entire friendship group. I have accidentally, inadvertently made six or seven people buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I am one of those people. And this is this is all before we real we all realise that it's actually in Game Pass and you don't need to buy it. (laughs) Yeah, we're all dumb fucks. But to be fair, I did buy the DLC as well, which you wouldn't get on the Game Pass. But you can buy the game. You can buy the DLC on Game Pass. And it's cheaper than buying it because you get discounts for having Game Pass. Right, well, shut up, Josh. So, <laughs> I've um, the game is a 4X game. Uh, when, when if you haven't heard 4X before, it stands for explore, exploit, expand, and exterminate. All right. So it's just basically that kind of strategy game where you control an empire or a civilization. Civilization. Sid Meier's Civilization is a good example of a 4X game. Uh, but there's a lot out there. Um, I would say it slots in, if you've played both Stellaris and Civilization, it slots in nicely between the two. I would con- I would agree with that assessment. Um, it's a turn-based game, unlike Stellaris, um, and it's in space. So, it's based in a galaxy. Um, you can ch- choose your, to choose your uh, the shape of the galaxy you want. You're best off just sticking to oval. Um, and it's just comprised of star systems. Star systems are basically what you set up in, and you want to. You've got a, a, a six different victory conditions you can go for, um, and you just got to go against the other space empires. Now, um, the most interesting thing I think about this one is that each alien empire feels really unique and different. It's not like Civilization where it's like oh, you've got this one bonus and you've got this one unique unit. Um, and then playing the game oh. sort of feels the same every time. Um, what are you going to say, Cal? I just remember something for the news. It's, well, not really for the news. There's a new Civ coming out in Civilizations. The Gaul. Oh. Oh, is, this, is this through the, the Game Pass thing that they've got? Yeah, I think it's so. the, the uh, the, I think it's the Gaul. The Gaul? Yeah. Like as in like the the goal like the um the Scots and the Irish and all that from like literally oh, back. Okay. Oh, neat. I think it, I, I saw it the other day, like a little fucking teaser trailer for the for the new Civ. Right, right. I should probably buy that pass. I, I bought it. So <laughs> yeah, Gaul. So it's G A U L, and yeah, there's just like it's like a fucking oh. redhead guy with like blue paint tattoo things on him. William Wallace. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Back to Endless Place 2. So, uh, because each of the alien races are so unique, there's not many of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... It's like... Uh, eight? I'm trying to remember how many there are. are. 
Uh, let's see. One. Two, I'm just looking at their their uh, their wiki. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But I noticed that they're missing two. Oh, this list I was kind of close. Are those two <laughs> in DLC or the base game? Yes, but it does also have a DLC one in this list anyway. Anyway, whatever. So I'd say there's there's six. Uh, sorry, eight. Is that six? One, we two, said nine. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right. So there's eight. I'm pretty sure there's eight and then three DLCs. Okay. So in Civ, they throw new Civs at you like crazy because they're all so basic. They're so similar together. Yeah. They don't have many changes. But in this, each big DLC introduced a single new alien race. And they had to do that because they play so crazy different. Um. I'll go through each of them because that's the most interesting part of the game. <laughs> so, um, first one is easiest, United Empire. You've got the humans, right? Led by this big, uh, you know, authoritarian leader figure, you know, kind of em- god-emperor kind of deal. He's a bit worshipped. Anyway, they're all about being productive and spreading their influence much better than every other alien race. They're, they're, apart from that, they're pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, their ships are just good in general. Um, they're just a good starting race. They are the starting race. Yeah. Um, the first so one I, I played. Yeah, mm. I've only played a, maybe an hour or two of a single game from a tutorial, and that's what I'm. It's that race that yeah. I'm playing. Yeah. So when you pick your race, it, there's, there's there's a few difference differences. There's their main what they're about, um, like the the sp- turning production into influence. Um, you've got your government parties. You have to hold elections. Um, it depends on which type of government you have. Like you could have a republic or a monarchy or a dictatorship, um, and each civilization, each faction will start with a particular political affili- affiliation, and it all works well with the narrative of their empire. Like when you pick, in, at least in solo, when you pick a, a, a new race that you haven't played before, actually, it might do it every time. But uh, it will show you a, a cool cutscene. Like it's a decent length little cutscene basically introducing you to your your faction and it really gets you in the mindset of like this is how we operate like you'll have a you'll you'll have a fucking you'll build a bunch of planets and you're like well i want production so you start you know pounding out the production and you just know that 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 planet is now covered in factories and pollution like it's it's just (laughs) it works real well with that whole narrative and as i said each race is pretty different so after united empire i guess lumeris is the next best race to talk about they're these ugly, like, fish people-looking things, and their le- leader has massive tits. Um, that's the most important thing to mention. But these guys are basically the money lovers of the game, right? So in this game, money is dust, space dust. Um, now, dust is very important because dust is basically the purest form of energy, the purest form of 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 life. It's basically magic, you know? It's, okay. it's, it's So the Endless, right? Because keep in mind, the game's called Endless Space. The Endless are an ancient civilization who existed and they split into two groups. One of them digitalized themselves. The others thought that they were stupid for digital. And then they went to war and then they just fucking killed themselves. But digitalizing themselves and, and doing that sort of required dust and created dust. And so you're in this galaxy, which is basically left over from the Endless. So you'll, you'll find planets where they've got these trees that just magically grow dust and you look into it, and it's like they were genetically engineered by the Endless to just produce dust for you. They're also uh, called Dust Sidious. Like, 
Yeah, I think they're called Decidious Trees. Yeah, <laughs> instead of like, yeah, you know, Decidious or whatever it is. Yeah, true. Yeah. Deciduous. Well, yeah. So Deciduous, heaps- there we go, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's heaps of stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so the Lumeris are all about generating as much dust as possible. Uh, now, the game has a marketplace, which the first playthrough I didn't utilize properly. Yeah. I'm- and on subsequent playthroughs, I, didn't, I now realize just how important the market is. It's it's actually very interesting how it works because it, it, you've you've got you know strategic resources and luxury resources and you've also you can you can sell ships and heroes and heroes are basically just people who have eaten enough dust to become special. Um, on the marketplace, it is really smart with how you buy and sell things. So it has a price for every single commodity. It looks at how much of it of that item has entered the marketplace and how much has come off. And the prices will adjust accordingly. So there might just be that there's not much of something in the galaxy. And at the start, it's the same price as everything. And it starts getting bought up. But as it gets bought up and not many gets sold, the price goes up and up and up. Um, Yeah, they they actually have supply and demand mechanics. They they have really good supply and demand mechanics. It works really well. Um, I'm very impressed with how that works. Uh, And it it makes the game much more interesting. Um. So Skimming over you, the, uh, you, you could like sorry just as like a strategic play if you know somebody is like i don't know, hoarding a particular resource to try and sell it for dust down the road and you had a bunch of it you could just like chuck that all in the market to lower the price of it so then your opponent now can't sell it well, for it wouldn't amounts. work like that so it doesn't it's not like the whole like it's you, you, you the, the the sell price is 10 gold so you sell all of yours at 10 and you get 10 for each of it and then the price drops to two. What it'll do is it will sell it. So if you sell like 100, it might sell the first 10 for 10 and then the next 10 for 9 and then the next 10. So it will bring the price down naturally as a curve as you sell it, you know what yeah, I mean? As yeah. if you sold it one by one. Yeah. So if So just buying it up and then selling it later doesn't work too well because you will still follow that curve and there are interest rates mm. on the market. So it's 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 more that you would sort of just buy it when you need it and sell it when you don't. Yeah, it's it's hard to work the market. Okay. Um, either way, buy low, sell high. Yeah, uh, just or, or just look at what is high and gather that. You know, mm. yeah. increase the supply of yeah. the demand. The market's definitely um, I've not looked into too heavily yet because it does look complicated. Well, once you fi- like, once you just use it a little, you're like, oh, that's how it works. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um. Next race, Sophons, they're super boring. So they're just all about science. I don't think I that's about it. even remember <laughs> meeting the Sophons. Yeah, well, so like if you've if you've played Civ, it's just, you know, science is the same. Most games have the science to unlock technologies. Mm. Um, the technology tree is very nice, by the way. I should, you can't call it a tree, really, because it's a big circle. It's a with dartboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the technology dartboard. Um I really like how it works. Uh, it gives you a lot of options, but it also, like, every single technology is useful in some way. Yep. In some play style. In, and, and, and you get to the point where, like, it'll take you, like, one turn to get the things on the inner circle, where it's still taking 20 to get the ones on the outside. So you can still go back and grab a couple of important things in the middle that you didn't really want to rush for. Um, and, yeah, I think that's really well balanced. But, yeah, just skimming over... My favourite race is the Horatio. Um these guys are great. They're basically... He is technically a human. Well, he well, he originally was just a, a guy who was really rich 
uh, and believes he was the most beautiful person in the entire universe. So he I made clones of himself. Play these people. Thanks, Josh. Um, <laughs> and basically, Brutal. yeah. So he 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 just sort of went crazy with cloning, and he sort of he pushed the technology of cloning to its limits. Made it so he could clone his clones, and basically his entire empire just made up of clones of himself. Now, Fuck because of this, so because of his expertise in in uh, in cloning, he's very good with with genetics. And what he can do is, if he gets enough of a population, right, he can just sort of just consume them and take apart their genetic code and just put it into the Horatio DNA, and then they ha- he gets the bon- benefits of that race, but without being ugly like them. <laughs> so the, his whole idea is making the universe beautiful like him but also useful so he in the end he, late game he gets pretty crazy because one population of Horatio can act like 10 populations but still only require one population slot and eat one food oh wow and so you can just have these planets which are just super machines yeah I, I, I do like playing Horatio it's a lot of fun <laughs> um, uh, what else you got in the base game uh, Cravers. Cravers are scary insect space machines that were made by the Endless. Um, they were the Endless's war machines. Uh, oh, so they're then, like the Geth. Yeah, they're like the Geth. They're like the Geth. Except they're still got bio, like biological components and, and brains, not a hive mind. Um, but what they basically did was the Endless put them all onto this one planet and then nuked the fuck out of the planet. Oh, so they're they were all like, like, we don't need you anymore. Mutated. So we're yep. just going Well, they're not even mutated. They're just so survivable that they just didn't all die and they repopulated. But the planet sucks. So the whole game is about expanding. Now, their populations are crazy good off the start. They will, they're like worth like five of each of a, of a normal population, but they eat the planet. So after you've had that, them on that planet for long enough, you need to just move on to a new planet. So the whole thing about the Cravers is you just eat all the planets while being stupidly productive, making lots of ships, and then you start going into other empires and eating their popu- pop- their planets and their population as well. You can eat their yep. population, which is fun. So they're really scary. As AI particularly, they're just sort of, you're like, oh, hey, Cravers. <laughs> They'll be like, give us all your dust. And you're like, yeah, all right. Because <laughs> that means that you're going to eat someone else for now. Um, Unfallen, un- I think. Unfallen are pretty interesting. Yeah, Unfallen are the tree people. So they don't colonize planets with ships like everyone else does. They slowly just reach vines out because they are tree people. Yep. So they put vines that go between solar systems and they just sort of grow around them. The the main unfallen person reminds me of like just a really high-res version of one of the um, Hollow Knight characters. Yeah, I totally see that. They've got <laughs> that pointy, the pointy head that points to a, like down at their body yep. and then their head is all just sort of interesting horns and shit. Yeah, okay. Um, it is, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I haven't played them yet because apparently they're super boring because um, you just sit there and wait. Yeah. That's most of but all they, they don't do. have to colonize like other people do. They sort of just like reach out vines. Yeah, that's it. So they, don't, they don't have to worry about like putting a, uh, a colony ship down on a planet and then waiting for the outpost to grow. And No, they just put their vines around a system. Once the vines are around enough, they just instantly colonize all the planets. Hmm. Um, I think all the planets at once. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, then you got the Volters. They're, so we're getting to the DLC now. Volters, um, they're basically just humans that have portals um, and a, a mother, a generation mothership that they use to settle planets. They're, they're not that interesting. They, they play quite differently because you no longer have to worry about having everything in a tight group. Like, generally, you have to have everything in a tight group so that if someone like tries to fuck with you, 
you can defend yourself mm. quickly with your fleet. Because these guys put portals on their, all their systems, they could have a system on the other side of the fucking galaxy. Not all is something I learnt because they're fucking expensive. Yeah, well, late game you can. Yeah. Late game you can have it on all, but at the start you want to just do it like, at if you've points, got a group of three yeah. and then one, you just do two. Yeah. But um, Riftborn, I haven't played them. Um, they're these special robot people. With Sam's- they... Sl- Speed up and slow down time. It's really annoying when the AI because they constantly slow your shit down, even when they you're like friendly with them. Yeah. The only way they won't is if you're properly at peace. Um, so uh, I say the Sam's one, the Vod Vodyardi. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I'd call him Sam's one. He's only played them once. But oh, yeah, the Vodyardi. Oh, he, he was loving them when he played them. I think. Yeah. So they're interesting. They're sort of. They were people who were starting to die. Uh, and then they found the the robot bodies that the virtual endless used to use, like the mm-hmm. ones who turn themselves into programs. And then they jumped into those husks. So they're not the endless, but they're like the endless. Right. Um, they also they don't colonize a system per se. The way they work is they have an arc, which are giant ships. And so while they have the arc, they can put people to work on planets, but they live on the arc. Um, right, okay. So it so it works all the same as a normal system, but you can just fly your arc away. Yeah. So you could have and you build the improvements on your arc. All the improvements live on your arc. So you build up one system, right, yeah. like you would a normal one, but then you can just move it somewhere else if you have to, which is it's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, that's super basic explanation. There's two more races that I can't be fuck talking about. They're in the later DLCs. Uh, now the last one, it's generally just accepted that you don't get it it kind of ruins the game um i never bought it because i didn't want to buy it to then find out yep not fair enough everyone's right to want to get it is it the um, very umbral choir i've not seen anyone play those no 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 umbral choir is the one that's we we, we tended to disable it because that that brings in a new mechanic which is hacking right which really slows the turns down because it's something you have to constantly deal with fuck around with and then the new race it adds is someone who lives in a nebula and is invisible and their population isn't like normal population. They they mind control your population and take a little fraction of your resources. So you don't own any systems as that race. It's completely different to play. Yeah, it's a really weird one. But um, anyway, that is a that bit aside, cooked. Yeah, it's just like it is weird. <laughs> the better everybody else does, the better you do. Yeah, mm. I, I haven't played it. Uh, Sam's played it. He'd know more. But I, I I struggle to see how you could possibly win as them. <laughs> Uh, and then the last DLC apparently brings this super good race into the game and basically you just spend the whole game with them jumping between systems, b- blowing up every single ship unless you give them like half your income all the time. Oh, wow. It just sort of makes the game a bit unfun. It's very negatively reviewed on Steam, that particular DLC, which makes me trust it. But um, <laughs> So you buy the DLC and you play as that race? Well, I, I think you don't play as that race. You play as their bitch. That race is just in the game, and it just fl- it's just got a giant fleet, and he just goes around blowing shit up. Yeah, right. The fleet okay. belongs to the Academy, which I didn't talk about. The Academy is this place that exists in the world. They're the ones who train the heroes and f- fill them full of dust. Right. Okay. Anyway, so that aside, that's the game. My feelings towards it, very good. I have been struggling to put it down the last two and a half weeks I've been playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's ages it- for you is it is and but i've just and i've got about like seven different games going with different people 
Yep. Um, because people, because the games go for a while. They always do with 4X games. Yeah, it's like Civ. But and it's it, you, it you, everyone always wants to start a new game. It's not like someone wants to just like you're playing a game. You're you're 50 turns in. Oh yeah, just join on an AI. It's fine. No one wants that. No. Everyone wants to start a new game. So I've got so many different games running, waiting for people to be free to finish them off. <laughs> but it's a good time. It does play up a bit in multiplayer. It does desync you occasionally, but. It's really like they've got a. You click a button, it brings you back to lobby. You click start, it puts you back in. You've got like 30 seconds to 60 seconds of waiting, but mm. the D things don't happen that often. You know, it might happen two or three times per game, and the games go fucking ages. Yeah. And so. it's normally just if someone does something dumb and like as it's ending turn, well, they try. We're and... assuming, we're not, we're still not sure. Yeah, right. Like it's, yeah. it's, there have been times where we're all like, we didn't do anything and it's still D things. Yep. So it's, it's, it, it, it's not too big a problem. I wouldn't say that that should turn you off mm-hmm. of the game if you're, if you're thinking to buy it. Um, Especially if you're just but, thinking of buying it for single player. Yeah, and and one of the downsides I've found is that there is not many races because they all are pl- so different. They play so yeah. differently, but there just isn't many. So you you start you have to start you know in this it'll be some races you just don't like. Yep. Like I, I don't like fucking half of them. Which means I'm stick to playing the same four or five every time. Yep. But the games are different enough. Um, there's a lot of bias towards the start. Like if you get a good systems versus bad systems at the start, it's kind of make or break for the game. But as long as you're just having fun playing and you're not getting too competitive about it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And anyway. in that case, it doesn't even matter if you finish the games then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've only finished one game so far. I, I, I don't think I've ever finished a game of Civ Six. Yeah, it's it's the I same. I just have kind fun playing it. I just like yeah. playing. Yeah, it is. It's it's a good time. Anyway, I give it two thumbs up. Yeah, two I, thumbs I, up. I started playing and I was the um, Empire in um, in Endless. But as far as you sort of talked them down, I really like the idea of those tree people. You just chuck out those vines. So I might spin up a new game and give them a go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I tried out the Volters recently. They're they're interesting. They do feel a lot like the endless. Was it the fucking sorry? Um, United Empire, except mm. for the fact that I didn't have to build settler ships and I got to teleport around a little bit. You see, I don't like the whole settler ship thing because I can be like, oh, I'm just going to build three settler ships and just settle three systems at once. Mm. That is not an option for the Volters. No, it's they not. You have to wait for it to recharge. It sucks. Time. That's the one thing I yeah. hated about them. I like the fact that I had portals because so I got started getting attacked in one of my systems. But I'd, bu- I'd built portals everywhere before I realized that they cost like 16 dust a turn to upkeep. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, I could like start build. I built like fleets at like all my systems and then just teleported them all into the one that was getting attacked. That's and just meant good. that I could, yeah, be there in one turn. I have to wait to fly them over there. But yeah, the, the what do they call it? Upkeep? No, no, the, the oh. fucking ship that just keeps recharging. I can't remember the name of it. Argus? The Argus. That's it, yeah. Um, it's just like their, their settler ship. It, it, once you use it, it takes four turns to just re- be able to recreate it in the world. And then it takes like another 12 to actually be able to settle again. So mm, you're waiting a lot of turns. 16 turns just to settle. And you can speed it up, but it's expensive. Oh, man. I accidentally did it once. I lost like all of my dust. I had three grand in dust and just gone but uh, yeah I'm, i find the same as you i, I want to play more of it like, i want to mm. go back and try a different race or you know whatever yeah i i've got myself in the in the unfortunate little loop where i just want to play the four races and that's it mm-hmm. i want to give the horatio a go 
Yeah, give the. I don't think anyone else has tried the Horatio. Well, I want to, but I'm like, they're, they're Nick's the race. Time. I can't pick them. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no one has a race, okay? Except I have Horatio and Oddie has the Lumaris. The Lumaris, yeah. No, no. Horatio plays really fun. Just keep in mind, you want to get as many uh, of the minor factions, like the little alien mm. race, uh, as many of them as you can, breed them, and get enough of them that you can then splice the DNA into yours, because that's how you fucking. Get you good. start taking yeah. off. You're, you're, you go for systems that have like as many planets as possible and big planets because you want to have as many Horatios on your planet as possible. There you go. Anyway, so I've taken up a lot of time. We still have time to talk about another game, I reckon. Yeah. I guess Cal, Cal and what I can sort about? of go in and, and talk about uh, something we picked up last week. Uh, the one that we've already mentioned, Mario All-Star 3D Collector, whatever whatever it's called. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the um, the collection that uh, Nintendo have brought out for the 35th anniversary of, of Old Mate Mario. It's your Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. Um all bundled up into one cartridge. All bundled up into one cartridge and only purchasable until the end of March or some That's shit. That's weird. Because, um, I yeah. don't want to talk about that again because I find it weird. <laughs> when there was no... So, you, you mentioned, you know, you still went out. There was no way I wasn't buying this because my girlfriend fucking really wanted it. She didn't <laughs> yeah. really exactly say it, but I know that she wanted to play this game again because she fucking loves Mario Galaxy. Yeah, I Galaxy? Hear, yeah, Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy is so positively reviewed. Like I've I've never touched it and I'm keen mm. to get to it. I haven't yet. I yep. honestly haven't sunk too much time in this collection. I just have not had time yeah. to um to play. I, it. I've not played a hell of a lot of it, also because it's living in my girlfriend's switch at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go grab her, let her do this review then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um she's at work unfortunately. <laughs> but um like I, I booted up 64 and went, wait, no, I've played this. There's two games here I haven't played. I should ch- chuck them on. So I, I've played a bit of Sunshine, and everyone rates Sunshine super highly. No. And maybe... No, they don't. Sunshine's the... the the And I don't understand why. I love Sunshine. I, that's that's no, the one be, I have well, The one I've seen is like, people like Sunshine is better than 64. Sunshine people have been is saying the that front recently. of the litter in this trilogy as far as like... I love it. I always give it. I've always heard Sunshine get more praise or is better than. Talk really loudly, Cal. No, but (laughs) it's not just you. A guy I used to work with, uh, he praises Sunshine really heavily. Like I've heard a lot of people talk really positively about Sunshine. I think the big difference is there's a lot of people talk positively and a lot of people talk neg- negatively, whereas all the other Mario's are generally just well-received. Yeah. Very few people say it's bad. Not many people say Mario 64 is bad. No. <laughs> Not but many I think, people I have think said Mario 64 bad. is very heavily nostalgia-goggled. Where well, no one's gonna, I would that, agree with that. The, I, no, 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 no. I'd say, but if you're not going to look at it through nostalgia goggles, you've got to look through it. Back then, yeah. Back then, it was incredibly well received. Yeah, true, everyone true. was like, "This is this is the future of gaming." Yeah, yeah. it was like, like what, one of, if not the if first three D platformer. If you're going to compare it now, mm. then yeah, okay, you can look, oh look at the graphics; it looks terrible. But like, <laughs> there's no point doing that. Yeah. That was a very well received game, and Galaxy was also very well very received. well received. Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. Sunshine is the run. I've always heard it very well, very well yeah. received. And I, um, it's it is, I, I, I personally do like it as well. Like I, yeah. yeah, but it's the only one I've played of these three. I'm not finding the levels. I, okay, to be fair, I've only done one or two levels so far. Like the different worlds, like the paintings, 
They're just like mm. fucking M's on the side of buildings and whatnot. I've only done one or two of them so far, but I don't find them as, as I don't know, as large, as interesting, as, as something as the ones in like 64 at least. Mm. Like There are a lot more of them though. Okay, yeah, maybe there maybe are a that's lot more it. of them, and, and the first and couple don't—they don't want you to feel overwhelmed. Yeah, okay. I like so yeah, the the first world at least, like the first world in Mario sixty four is iconic. Mm, so but I don't bomb, bomber king man. Yeah, yeah, that was on with the the yep. bomb painting and it's like yeah. that, that thing. It's like the mountain is it's fucking iconic. Like people, it's iconic, but it's fucking tiny. I can is I it? can in my head. I can in my head map out the entire place. There's the little area you start off with. There's the the lower part to the left. There's like the mine you area. Of, yeah, yeah, it was, that's tiny. There was nothing there. And you go across. A, there's a little up the hill. There's up the ramp. Sorry. There's a little area with a chain chomp and there's like some trees off to the right, which is most. You've got a floating island above it. Yeah. You go left over the bridge. Uh, there's a small area. I can't remember what was there. And then you just go. Then there's just a ramp. You just go up, and there's a mountain. That's and the guys at the top. That's it. There's nothing else. That's it. I, I, yeah. For some reason, in my head, I I <laughs> just played that, and that's what it is. And I'd never played it before. And yeah, I haven't Nick, played Nick it in about it fucking on. ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from like the cannonballs rolling down the mountain. The big oh, the cannonballs yeah, roll yeah. down the mountain as well. Yeah. But like, it's tiny. Yeah. You so, hey, and I, I've the, just remember the, being the bigger later in my levels, head. The yeah. later you levels, the later levels are much bigger. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it works with a game as much as it does with a cookie, for example. <laughs> Your brain was smaller. My brain was smaller, of course. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I'm saying, like that level is iconic. You just fucking haven't played it, it in it, ten years, it. and you you fucking set it at all. Can you can you do that with the first <laughs> the first area of Mario Sunshine? I cannot even remember that what the first bit is like, but that's because the game is huge. Yeah, right. There's a lot of different levels. I remember heaps of different levels, but I couldn't place them. Yep, I couldn't place them. Uh, I'll I'll stick it out, and I'm gonna. I do want to play it a lot more because I was enjoying it. Um, I don't know if it the the water pack is translated across perfectly as it did in the in the GameCube edition of it. Why is that? Well, the GameCube, the GameCube had analog bumpers or triggers. So you could press it down a little and the water would spout a little. You press it down a lot and the water oh. would be full pelt. The water is always going full pelt because it's a it's a digital, it's either on or off. It's a binary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all even like the even the GameCube controllers you buy now are, are full just on off. They're just yeah. They're yeah, just right. a binary switch. Whereas they were yeah. full proper like pressure sensitive essentially like you could press it down halfway and it would spray the the water cannon halfway of a flood I, halfway. I don't. I can't. Th- yeah, that, but that's, yeah. that's that's a, that's a much simpler solution in handheld mode, which is the only way Michelle can play it because she's got a, a switch light. You just touch the screen. You just go cool, whoop, touch done, and that's the same as like pointing it. The other way they do it is you can press R and then use your your thumbstick, yeah, which isn't which which isn't. isn't I, I think the handheld solution of just touch the screen would work better there anyway. Mm. Well, that's a good point. I, I, I'm trying to think of a time it would be bad not being able to squirt a little bit. Like, but I can't. Like, I don't think it's actually that bad because you can just you can just aim down, and that's the same as holding yeah, it down a little bit. Pretty much. It's uh, I like there, it, there I are ways like, around it, but it's like yeah, there's ways around it. I, but I, I even then, when there's not very often you want to shoot, you know, at your feet. I don't know. 
It's just it's, like I, I, I don't I like that you don't have the get, option. Like, the ink everywhere. I'm like, oh, there's a tiny bit right next to me. I want to spray it, and it's like I find myself like running in a little bit of a circle and trying to yeah. dick okay. around to try and get it. That's a bit sad. And it's just more me being like, I just want to make sure it's all gone, and then you know, fucking yeah. a little no, thing no, pop it. up, and that's it. Yeah, I get it. Oh, well, that's a bit awkward, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Well. I guess if there's no one else wants to say anything about Mario for now. Not really. It's Mario. You know the games. They've been around for years. <laughs> Fair enough. On that note, we've been Heroes Tavern Podcast. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Heroes Tavern Bod. You can find me personally at Hit That Rowdy on any of those platforms. Uh, I'm at Spazarus. You can uh, follow me at Places. I'm at Smuffin. You can do the same. Cool. Go check out awesome. the Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes Productions. We will see you next week. See you. Toodaloo.